your wake-up call. Good morning, Angela Yee, who's not here. Charlamagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Thursday. Yes, it's Thursday. Let me put some lotion on. I see some ash in the crevices of my fingers in the little web. Mm-hmm. You know, the little web between the thumb and whatever other whatever finger that is next to the thumb. Yes, sir. Yes. That's the pointer that's next to the thumb. Oh, that is the pointer. I just realized I can point with that one. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, you can. I ain't pointed in a long time. When's the last time you pointed at something? Um, like, think about that. When I don't the last know. Time you pointed at something, like just said, "Hey, look at that." I don't know. Well, <laughs> yesterday I was at the Universal Soul Circus. Of course, I tell you, I was going to be there last night, and I got to uh, ride with the motorcycle crew again, which was pretty fun. So, shout out to the motorcycle crew in the Universal Soul Circus. I see you was out in uh, L.A. with Yeezy yesterday. I don't know what you're talking about. You posted a picture. Who posted a picture? You. What I post a picture of? Oh, you gonna play stupid? I'm asking you what I post a picture of. Okay, right. Then I didn't see a picture. Right, let me see. Last. Then I'm just I assuming. Posted. I'm just assuming that. Last picture I posted was of two shadowy figures. <laughs> Who was the two shadowy standing, figures? Standing somewhere is the sunset. All I see is a silhouette of two shadowy figures. They look like two uh, unlocked players from a video game. I no. don't know who that is. Okay. Actually. Well, were you on a date? What were you doing? Like, was it so sexy? I was minding my business, man. I just be living my life like it's golden, you know, having a good time, enjoying every moment. That's all. Nothing more, nothing less. I don't know. Maybe you used your pointer finger last night. I forgot about it. Shut up. You didn't die on the uh, motorcycle yesterday? No, I didn't die on the motorcycle. But you know what's funny? As I was walking in, you know what I seen walking out? What? The poodles that you always talk about. There are poodles I at the Universal Circus. I keep telling y'all, why do y'all act like the Universal Soul Circus don't got trained dogs? They do Universal Soul Circus got Rottweilers, Pitbulls, and they just added the poodles. I didn't see no Rottweilers and Pitbulls. The, the, the Rottweilers and Pitbulls do the same things that Tigers and Lions do at other circuses. My goodness. Whatever the Tigers and Lions do at Barnes and Nobles. What's the, what's the name of the circus? Barnes and Nobles Circus? Well, the circus doesn't exist anymore. It's Barnum Bellies and Ringling Brothers and Barnum Bellies. Barnum Bellies. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what is Barnes and Noble? Oh, that's the bookstore. That's the bookstore. Jesus I should know that, being that I have a New York Times bestselling book out. Yeah, you should. Which celebrated its one-year anniversary yesterday, by the way. Drop on the clues bomb for that. Yesterday was the one-year anniversary of black privilege. Uh, opportunity comes to those who create it. So you just going to you just going to ignore next week. Are you just going to ignore the fact that you're not going to tell us what you were doing out in LA with Kanye yesterday? What I'm in I'm in I'm in LA uh handling uh see the God business. Um I did see Kanye yesterday, though. I oh. ran into Kanye yesterday. I told you I, I missed I missed uh, Kanye's energy, mm-hmm. you know? And then, you know, you realize that sometimes all you got to do is reach out, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, we, we kicked it a little bit yesterday. Under the sunset in the, in, out in California? Listen, man, I, that, that's, that's Kanye's business to tell when Kanye wants to tell it. Okay, enough said. Okay. 
Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, today Kiki Palmer will be joining us. I like Kiki Palmer. I actually enjoy Kiki Palmer. Um, Kiki Palmer used to have a talk show, mm-hmm. and I really think that she needs another shot at a talk show because I think that uh, she she has a lot of good things to say. Okay. So we'll kick it with Kiki Palmer in a little bit, and then we got front page news. E. coli. What? Yeah, E. coli. Well, you just yelling out about feces early this morning, bro. Well, well there's, a, there's an outbreak. We'll tell you all about it when we come back at Front Page News. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some Front Page News. Last night, the Cavaliers beat the Pacers 197. They tied the series 1-1. LeBron was on fire. The Jazz beat the Thunder 102-95. That tied that series 1-1. Donovan Mitchell broke Michael Jordan's record for po- most points in uh, a four-point guard with 55 points. Uh, and the Houston Rockets beat the Timberwolves 102-82. Mm. All right, and uh, I rest in peace. No basketball last night. I was knocked out. Me too. I was at the circus. And rest in peace to uh, Greg Popovich's wife. They were together 40 years. She was 67. He's the coach of the Spurs. So That's rest in peace to her. Man. God bless that brother, man. God bless that brother. God bless his family in a time like this. I, I read that story this morning, and, you know, I just get anxiety because, you know, you've been with your wife for how many years? About 26. Yeah, I've been with mine for 20. It's be 20 this year. Mm-hmm. So just imagine that, spending 40 years of your life with a person. Now they just gone. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know. If, me, personally, I don't know if basketball or coaching basketball would be enough to make me be like, eh, I still want to. Be around without my significant other. Right, and they have a game tonight, so I don't know if he's going to be coaching or what. Jesus Christ. I guess we'll see. Now You're asking too much of me. E. coli. Now, there was an E. coli outbreak. Uh, It's affected 16 states. Now, this is because of romaine lettuce. Now, uh, some of the states are Alaska, Arizona, California, Connecticut, Illinois, Louisiana, Michigan, Missouri, New York, Ohio, Virginia, and Washington. And they said they're getting cases in Arizona as well. Now, the symptoms include stomach cramps, diarrhea, and vomiting. They said most people recover in five to seven days, but they said uh, it usually really, really affects very young and very old individuals with compromised immune systems. So That's crazy because, you know, those of us who eat ass have never had any of those symptoms. Okay. You know what I mean? That's a good way to look at it. You ever had, like, diarrhea or watery eyes? What what was the symptoms again? I said uh, diarrhea, stomach Uh cramps, or vomiting. You ever had that from eating ass? No. Exactly. So I don't understand why you would get that from eating lettuce that's covered in feces. That's what E. coli is, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Like, I never, I never, I've never experienced that. Mm, me neither. And I read, I heard something yesterday, or maybe it was the day before, I don't know if I read this somewhere, they said that, like, when you're in a public restroom, mm-hmm. the fecal matter uh, from the public restroom gets sucked into the um, hand dryers. Uh-huh. And then when you press the hand dryers to dry your hands... It blows it back out on your hands? Yes. I did hear that as well. I don't remember where I heard that at. Where but the you, hell did I hear that? But you know, that's why I wash my hands and just do it old school, just wipe it on my own shirt to dry my hands. I mean, listen, there's fecal matter all around us. You got people that's full of feces. You got uh, people that don't properly wash their hands when they wipe and all kind of stuff. So 95% of the stuff you probably touch on a daily basis has some type of fecal matter, E. coli on it. All right, now, uh, also, three employees at a L.A. Fitness in New Jersey. Now, oh, plenty of E. coli in uh, all t- all gyms. This was in Secaucus, New Jersey, which is pretty close to the station here. There was two uh, young brothers in there working out, and... The guy was a member for eight years. He brought his friend to work out, and I guess the staff was like they didn't necessarily believe he 
actually had in a membership. So they told him to rescan himself in. So he rescanned himself in, started to work out again. And then the police were called and they said that they're not sure if he's a real member. We have audio. LA Fitness Sea Caucus. Been having multiple problems with this club. I got my membership right here. I scanned in. I was asked to scan in again for no reason. And I have my membership. I've been a member here for at least eight years. We got the cops here. You're not allowed to film Let's it. Put that Why not? Let's put that over. Okay, now we definitely Let's figure this out, all right? I, I do want to figure out. We, we're we gonna have get all the these contract. police officers here for, for what reason? We're just, we're just here, man. I'm not going to take your face. Only two black people in the gym been having problems with this staff for months over nothing. 100% cold corporate. Contract is being terminated because what? Yeah. I don't have the answers. <laughs> no, no, nobody, nobody knows. knows. Now, they're saying the police showed up. They're saying the gym manager allegedly told the uh, young brother that he had been banned from L.A. Fitness and his friend's membership has been terminated effective immediately. And then fast forward, it seems like the employee at the gym told him that the manager and two other employees have been fired as a result of the incident. Oh, so he really wasn't banned? No, nah, he wasn't banned, no. Oh, we're dropping the clues bonds for that brother. And yes, I'm glad that they fired those people uh, swiftly. Yeah, absolutely. I ain't nobody got time for that, and I feel like that's some type of lawsuit. Absolutely. You know I, mean? I pay for a membership, and you make me... First, I wouldn't have scanned the second time. I'd have told him to S my D from the back. But then you you uh, you that's might have liked new, it. That's a new exercise. That's a, <laughs> what, 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 what class is that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I wouldn't have scanned again. We, now, nah, we'd had a problem. You had to call the police immediately. I've been here member for eight years, and now you're going to make me scan it? No. Mm-mm. Absolutely. And I need a free membership for the rest of my life on top of this lawsuit that I'm about to hit y'all with, since y'all want to inconvenience me so crazy. Absolutely. They must have got a new staff or something. I don't know. Well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, bad morning, or maybe you just want to spread some positivity. Whatever it may be. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Get it. Pick up the mother, mother phone and dial your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Yeah. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up? Hey, who's the envy? Yeah, what's up, brother? Well, good morning, man. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Get it off your chest, bro. Man, see, look, I'm mad at Mark Zuckerberg, right? Because I got, like, my name Robbie. I'm out of St. Louis. Robbie Pruitt. And I got, like, four Facebook pages. I just keep going to Facebook. So yesterday... I made a post about getting my ass paid by a female, and she looked, it didn't have no motherfucking uh, what, it didn't have. No cursing, no cursing. Why you keep, why you start cursing no so cursing. much? Stop cursing, man. Okay, okay, don't curse, all right. So I go to Facebook jail for 30 more days, because, see, I just want to let y'all know, Mark Zuckerberg, he ain't, he ain't nothing, man. I'm, not, I'm mad at Mark. You know why he I, sent I, you to Facebook jail? He sent you to Facebook jail because you like butt play. So you feel like you can get all the butt play you want in Facebook jail. Keyword jail. My goodness. Hello, who's this? This is Laura Jackson. Hey, Mama, get it off your chest. Yes, I just started a new position at um, KHEA Esther in Louisville, Kentucky. And I have a co-worker who just rambles, keeps on talking while the instructor is trying to teach us and train it. And it's driving me crazy. I don't know what to do. I can't help you, but I'm just going to let you vent, Mama. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that, DJ MV. What's up, Charlemagne? Y'all have a good day. All right, boo. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Jay from Flint. Hey, Jay, get it off your chest. You from Flint? Well, when to, for, yeah, I want to first say good morning. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. Okay, so I'm mad this morning because I just want to know how we got, like, seven episodes on Netflix, but we don't got no fresh water. 
Seven Where's episodes on Netflix? I guess seven documentaries yeah. on, on Netflix oh, about Flint. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was yeah, going to ask you. Yeah, Town on Netflix. I mean, they just Where's said the, the water. They, they, they said the water was good. They're not, they're not going to send me more bottled waters. Is that true? I heard that's a lie, though. The water is definitely not good. The pipes are definitely not good. The water smells like sewage. It's dark in certain places. Like, don't get me wrong. It's better in some places than others. But it is not where it needs to be. They don't give us any more new water. They're wrapping lines around the blocks waiting for water. They run out. They take breaks. They're not serious about us. Meanwhile, meanwhile, they can drop all those missiles on Syria that cost hundreds of millions of dollars but can't fix the pipes in Flint, Michigan. Exactly. And right here at home is a big problem where we fight in third, war, third world issues and there's nothing being handled. Yeah, I think they spent like $224 million bombing Syria. They it definitely... And for what? What are we bombing Syria for? Exactly. The total to replace Flint pipes was like $55 million. My goodness. Yeah, they not, they're not worried about it. They they out here chilling, and we just suffering. People, the kids are aggressive. They got lead levels out the ass. Like, it's crazy. America, your priorities are trash. Absolutely. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is, this is Anthony. I'm driving to Mississippi right now, super sleepy, but just wanted to say that I, I love listening to you guys and listen all the time. Hey, all I got right. something that can help pick you up. You listening? Yeah, uh, I'm listening right now. All right, let's uh, just sing along with me. Am I crooked letter, crooked letter, ah, crooked letter, crooked letter, ah, humpback, humpback, ah. See, man, you don't even want to sing with me, man. Why you leave me out here hanging? Why you leave me hanging like that? You with a truck, bro, or are you driving your car? Nah, I'm driving my car with my wife and my dog. Okay, well, be safe out there. If you get tired, pull over and take a nap. All right, thanks. All right, bro. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Ariel. Ariel, get it off your chest. Okay, I'm upset because Twitter permanently suspended my account. After the gay community attacked me for saying that I don't want my son to wear a prom, I mean, a prom dress, if he wants to prom. Why would your son want to wear a prom dress? And what that got to do with the LGBT No, they were saying community? because it was a boy who had on a prom dress for prom. And I was like, oh, no, my son would, like, I would not pay for it if he wanted to wear a prom dress. And then after that, oh, my gosh, everybody just started attacking me. Well, that don't have and nothing then, to do with like, the LGBT community because Young Thug uh, wears dresses. He might have just been, does he like the rapper Young Thug? <laughs> I'm serious. I, I don't have a son. I was speaking hypothetically. Oh, but if well, that's what you get. To wear a dress to, no, but if he wanted to wear a dress to prom, like, that's no, I'm not paying for that. Like, I'm not taking my son to go try on prom dresses. So you got your account suspended for a hypothetical conversation? No, them people attacked me, and then the girl reported my tweets and stuff, and Twitter said I got to go for hateful behavior. Man, so that's what you get. You got your account suspended for a hypothetical situation. That sounds kind of crazy, though. I mean, come on. It's 2018. No, but for real, I can't voice my opinion. And everybody was calling me like, they could call me homophobic and stuff, but I can't call her a like that don't that's make no problem. sense. That, that's the problem right there. That, but that's the problem. You but freaking. But she called me an Red Sierra first. And then all I told her was, don't let her period stay in her boxes. But and from got, there, my Twitter account disappeared. But you got into an argument over something that you don't even really have to fight in real life? Come on, man. I wasn't trying to argue with them. It was my opinion, and I kept trying to get them to understand that. But they didn't want to hear that. They just All they heard was, I'm not letting my son wear a prom dress. And it's like, at the end of the day, that's my son, my coin, my choice. 
You want me to tweet Jack and say, hey, could you please let this homophobic yes, young please, lady... because I miss my Twitter cousins. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Mom. You got to create... nothing to do without my Twitter. You got to create a new name. Hello, who's get, this? You should open up a Twitter account called The Iron You stupid. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Tanya. Hey, Tanya, get it off your chest. Uh, I want to get off my chest, and I'm not on here to threaten anybody, but uh, last week there was an incident, and um, my son was shot. He did shoot back, and he killed the young man, and now his family is calling out for retaliation and the whole nine, and my whole thing is uh, the young man that died, He not only was he shooting at my son, but he was shooting at other people in the car, and there was a child in the car. And my son was actually protecting the baby in the car. And I just feel like it's just so much violence and so much crime that they don't... I understand that the family is hurt, but I'm hurt too because my child is still laying up in the hospital. Is nobody going to call the police here? I haven't heard police mentioned in this scenario once. Oh, yeah. The police has, the police is involved. My son is actually in the hospital under alias name because people are making threats and saying they're going to do this, that, and the third, and it's, it's all just one big... The boy was saying for two or three weeks he was going to shoot my son. They used to hang out or whatever the case, and he rolled up on my son to shoot him, to kill him. Somebody didn't gotta, know my son had it done. Somebody got to break the cycle of negativity, though, boo. Because it sounds like right now uh, it's just going to be more revenge and more retaliation. Somebody got to break that cycle. Yeah, you're right, you're right, but there's it, no getting through to them. Because they're hurt that the situation didn't turn out the way that they wanted it to or the way they thought it was going to. No, I would hate to, I hate to tell you to call the police, but uh, call the police. Need, that's what you need to get through to. No, I am. I am because I, I probably have to end up getting a restraining order. Absolutely. Yes. Protect 100%. your family. Exactly. Yeah. All right, Mama. Thank you. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you could call us at any time. Now, when we come back, we got rumors. We'll tell you what celebrity is sneaking around. And you'll you want to know all about this, sneaking around with another celebrity. We got them coming out of a building, and they look very happy. All right? We'll get into that when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk about a sneaky, sneaky radio personality. Listen up. It's just in. All the guys. The Rumor Report with Angela Angela Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. All right, well, let me tell you about this sneaky, sneaky radio personality. Oh, God. Now, this sneaky, sneaky radio personality had to fly out to L.A. Didn't tell anybody why he was going to L.A. I never tell you while I'm going to L.A. You know, I was talking about you. Let me tell my story. All right, he didn't tell anybody why he was going to L.A. He just went to L.A. He didn't tell anybody where he was. And then all of a sudden... He was seen creeping, coming out of a building. Two individuals getting into the same car, leaving the place, both smiling. Mm. What's wrong with people smiling? After the whole Tristan Thompson scandal, we were concerned about the... (laughs) 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 TMZ caught Charlemagne the God coming out of a building with no other than... Kanye West, that's right. Kanye West and Charlamagne were coming out the same building. That wasn't a building. That was Kanye's offices. All right, so explain in, to the people what Calabashes. you were doing with Kanye sneaking and creeping coming out the building. I wasn't, we wasn't sneaking. Like, yo, Kanye's been on The Breakfast Club, what, like twice? He came in 2013, once in 2015. You know, we've always had uh, good re- good rapport with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I heard some heard some music, but we weren't really building about music. We was just building about life. Like, you know, we grown with kids and wives, and we was talking about, you know, 
therapy, just grown man stuff. You know, we don't do that enough in our communities as men, you know. But, you know, you may or may not hear the conversation, you know. But I know I had Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles last night, and I feel bloated this morning. I'm going to be honest with you. You should. So, And I will say this. I'm a, I, I, I'll give you all this much. Okay. <sighs> he did hire me as his ghost tweeter. Oh, he did? Oh, yes. So so not only am I getting checks from Atlantic now, I'm getting checks from Kanye West to be his ghost tweeter. You dirty, dirty dog, you. I'm, I apologize. I'm sorry. But you did hear some music. Um, I heard, I heard some I heard some joints. I definitely did. I heard some records. Okay. Not necessarily his music, though. All right. All right. I heard, yeah, not necessarily his music. Right. I heard some records, though. Since you want to ask like Tristan Thompson right now, don't tell us nothing. All yo, right. Tristan Thompson about to drop an album, yo. <laughs> he doing an album called Ice T. Oh my goodness! It is going to be like the 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 answer to Lemonade, but it's going to be from the perspective of 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 a of a cheating man who doesn't mind getting caught. Oh, and you heard this and you heard this project, huh? Oh man, it's trash though. My goodness, y'all know. Tristan Thompson album garbage. All right, now Rallo, Rallo, of course, is a, a rapper from Atlanta. You might remember him when Birdman did the "Oh y'all finish or y'all done." He was actually up here with Birdman. He was arrested yesterday and charged with conspiracy to commit a felony in Georgia. So we don't know how many charges, if they found drugs, if they found guns, what actually they did find, but he is arrested and Rallo is in jail. Uh, Adrian Broner, he matches Takashi's $300,000. Now, if you don't know, Takashi bet him $300,000 that he was going to lose. Well, Adrian Broner wrote a $300,000 check and said he will match that money, and he said he wants to pull up in Brooklyn anywhere. I don't, I don't, I don't like this, and the reason I don't like this is because I feel like you know Adrian Broner needs to be really, really focused uh, for for his matchup that he has against. Uh, I think he's fighting Jesse Vargas this weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Vargas. And, yeah, Jesse Vargas. You know what I mean? And I, and you know, I just feel like he needs to be really, really, really focused because this is kind of a do or die fight for, for Adrian Broner. You it know is. What I'm saying? Adrian Broner loses this fight. I don't know where his boxing career is going to go. But, you know, you know, we haven't seen Broner in, in the last, what, couple of months, so maybe he has been, been taken focused. it serious. He's yeah, focused. He, he, he looks in shape. Salute to all uh, my people at Showtime, Showtime Boxing, but I just I just don't want to see him being distracted with uh, uh, beefing with rappers on the week of a fight. You well, know, get focused, A.B. Well, he posted a picture of the check and, and said, uh, I want to pull up in Brooklyn, and 6 9 responded, you're a bum. AB gets money though. I don't think people realize AB promotes fighters too though. Yeah. So sometimes you be watching fighters and they they fight under uh, about billions promotions and AB be getting them six figure checks from that. Okay. All right. And that is your rumor report. Now when we come back, Kiki Palmer will be joining us. So we'll kick it with Kiki Palmer when we come back. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Kiki Palmer can't see you. Andy. I know. I'm trying to make. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get all in. Make eye contact. Now, me, now I'm about to be heck, hella close to you, Charlamagne. <laughs> you have a book out, also. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. I don't belong to you. Quiet the noise. Find your voice. It's been out for, I guess, it's been a year and a half now, almost two years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, talking about a lot of different things. My life being kind of the backdrop. I feel of. Well, I should say the industry being the backdrop drop of like I feel like what we all go through in life coming of age uh, understanding your parents is just people you mm. know me- uh, mental health all that kind of what stuff what you mean just people your parents are just people cause I feel like when you as you're growing up you sometimes put so much weight on your parents to be perfect and then as you get older you realize oh maybe I should forgive my parents for some of the mistakes I feel they made because I mean what did I expect for them to do know how to do everything I don't mm. think anybody knows how to be a perfect parent they raised you well though Kiki uh, 
Girl, stop. They did. <laughs> Thank you. They did a good job. And you've been really open and honest about a lot of things. I saw an interview you did the other day where you talked about struggling with anxiety mm-hmm. and depression, which is something that a lot of people have been having issues. And finally being finally being yeah. more open about you it. Yes. For- it was I read, on the I like grill. The grill. Yeah, yeah. We just Come had- on, man. Black like <laughs> We just had Amy Du Bois Barnett up here from the Grio. But yeah. Yeah, so I don't. thought that was important because it is a situation a lot of people are grappling with and they haven't been so open about it in the past. Yeah, I, I mean, for me, I started realizing and naming that stuff when I was about like 17. I started really feeling that, you Ooh. know, anxiety, depression, and kind of coming up with those themes. And I started looking up quotes to kind of find a way to cope with what I was dealing with. Mm-hmm. It helped, Quotes always helped me to feel like, you ain't alone. It ain't just you going through this. And so I started posting them on my social media, and that's actually what uh, inspired me to do my talk show, mm-hmm. was I saw that so many of my peers were being like, oh, my gosh, I feel the same way, or, yes, I'm reposting this. I'm like, wow, like, this is something that people been dealing with forever. Mm-hmm. Then I talked to my mom about it, and I'm like, my mom has dealt with anxiety. So a lot of times stuff is within your family. But if you never named it, if you didn't, if you came from an era where people didn't really Talk about therapy or... Absolutely. You know, and then, then all that stuff is just like a joke to you. It's just kind of like, what the hell? You know, you just lazy. No, she depressed. I just got a grasp on it in the past year because I've been dealing with anxiety my whole life, so I started to go to therapy for it. But, you know, because when you grow up a certain way, you think it's just normal to be paranoid. <laughs> yes! You know what I mean? Because I'm doing things I ain't got no business doing, so I just think that comes with the territory. But, no. Are you still paranoid? <laughs> um, not necessarily paranoid. I just have like irrational fears. Like yes, I see something on the news. But it's also and think it's America. Happen. That's what I'm saying. It's also America. Yeah. I think we have a lot of stuff through the media yes. that really makes us paranoid. You got yes. people talking about something they gonna have the teachers bringing guns to school. So now you got to worry about your teacher pulling out a gun on your son. Right. And then also capitalism, or now mm-hmm. corporatism, because mm-hmm. you have a situation where you working, 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 and then sometimes you end up feeling like I'm working for what. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in America, we put so much emphasis on work mm-hmm. that we forget to put emphasis on family. Mm-hmm. Time. I have a real problem with that. I spend time with my family or friends, and I'm hanging out, and I feel like, you are not working hard. I mm. get so much guilt because I've been working since I was a kid. Right. You know what I mean? That's all that I know. And that's also what our world praises, what our country particularly praises, working to the grit. But who oh, gonna you come sleep when you, you die? Sleep when you die. You sleep yeah. when you die. Exactly. Yeah. But it's like, that's kind of terrible. Like, you got to also right. take a break and learn how to also, you know, vacationing is just as important as working. Damn right. For me, it's just turn the, turn the phones off. Just enjoy my home. Go outside. But that's a hard one. Yes, it's not. it is. Ooh, that Especially, was hard. That one feels like a punishment. And that, my therapist. <laughs> I'll be in my facial like. <laughs> my therapist says that all the time. Like, why don't you just turn your phone off? I'm like, it ain't, I don't it ain't that But easy. honestly, he's right because the phones and specifically social media is a huge trigger for anxiety mm-hmm. and depression because the whole thing about social media is getting liked or not. Mm-hmm. Somebody mm-hmm. don't like your stuff. You may not even feel like, you may you may be the coolest, chillest person in the world, but the just the way that social media is set up, you will find yourself being like, dang, I thought this was going to be a hit. I thought I was going to get more. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I was going to get at least 100K views. Mm-hmm. I thought this interview was at least going to get that, that many likes. And then when it don't, you find yourself being like, what did I say? Did I do something? Or what, what more could I have done? And yeah. then that's things, like you said, those are the irrational thoughts. Like maybe people just didn't see it. Like maybe people, maybe it wasn't that it wasn't good. It just didn't get that. You know what I mean? Like you overthink stuff. Mm-hmm. But so turning your phone off is actually, it's a good thing, but it's hard. How did you know anxiety and depression was an issue for you though? Like. Um, so I was working on my TV show and this is when like I was trying to just kind of keep my head leveled and I just started being not being able to kind of keep my bad thoughts out. Negative thoughts started to really just fill my head and I didn't know how to control them. So I reached out to uh, my attorney and he was talking to me. He was like, you know, I think you need to tell your parents, you know, you need to let them know that you really 
maybe need, you want to see somebody. I've dealt with a lot of different clients that have endured this kinds of things, and I think you just need to need to talk to somebody. And so I'm like, okay. And then just to tell you some something else, I um after that phone call, I was working on my show True Jackson VP, and I end up getting a phone call from like this 12 digit number. It's really weird. And I'm like, who is this calling me? I'm just mm -hmm. ignoring this call or whatever like this. A couple hours later, and I listen to the voicemail, and it's Will Smith. And he's mm -hmm. like, Kiki, it's me, Will. You know, I heard that you were you know, going through a lot, and I just want to let you know, you know, everything that you're going through, we all go through it. You just keep working hard, staying focused, and you'll get through. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're just growing. Right. I'm out here right now in Hong Kong filming Karate Kid with Jaden, and I just wanted to let you know. And I'm just like, whoa. You know, so that let me know, one, everybody go through stuff. So guess what? It's all right. You're normal. So after that, after that conversation, after that phone call, that made me feel confident enough to be like, you know what? It's okay to not feel all right. Mm -hmm. And so then I started, like, like I said, I loved quotes. So I started putting in words that eventually found, I found the uh, defining word of stress, of anxiety, and of depression. And I always liken that to like, y'all remember that movie Conjuring? Yes, the I love that movie. Yeah. I always oh my talk about that movie. That's one of the scariest movies. That movie is scary, but it also really can apply to real life. Meaning, when you name the demons in your life, then you can eradicate them. Mm -hmm. But before you name them, they can haunt you forever. Like you're saying, now that you know that it was anxiety, mm -hmm. you can just say, oh, that's that anxiety. That's that Jimmy Cricket in my exactly. head going on. And it's over with. But when you don't know how to name something, you blame everything on you. And that's my biggest problem with how people treat folks in the black community. And I'm not even going to say the black community. I'll say the impoverished community. Mm -hmm. People that are not allowed to have the same resources based off of uh, economic values. Mm -hmm. Because you can't blame people for having ignorance when they don't have any other way to gain any other knowledge. Like, that's mm -hmm. really an issue that you, you can only be smart in America if you have money. If you have, if you, you can't go to the greatest school, your school won't have the best information right. if you don't have the money for it. So yeah. then you want to blame the people. But it's like if those same people lived in Beverly Hills and had the best education and all this other stuff, then they wouldn't be making those same choices. They would know that they had more choices. Mm -hmm. I, so I, I hate that. That's when you're able to really recognize it's deeper issues when you do have money. When you are, quote unquote, mm -hmm. successful, you're like, well, why do I still feel like this? And that is 100% true. And that's well, a lady said to me one time when I started getting into meditation and yoga, she said, you know, you know, people be like, she was very dramatic. She's like, when you help yourself, you help your ancestors. I'm like, what the heck is this lady talking about? <laughs> you help yourself, you help your ancestors. And so as I started helping myself and started naming the things in my life, then my mama say, I've had anxiety all my life. My mama's 50 years old. She just now is right. able to name what the thing that has been worrying yeah. her forever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when you help yourself, you really do then be able to relieve other people of stress that they didn't even know what they was carrying. All right, we have more with Kiki Palmer. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Kiki Palmer in the building. Charlamagne? It's interesting because I don't look at you as a child star. I don't know why. Even though yeah. you, I mean, you are. Even though I'm gonna say yeah, yeah. but that's that's great. That means that I really that you know you feel like wow, she's evolved. Yeah, that's why you came to the defense of Bow Wow. Okay, let's talk no, about I mean, that. Because that I did not now. watch the full interview interviews, Charlemagne, but I know that you was trying to drag <laughs> my boy. I wasn't. Boy, I, wasn't I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. This is what I hate. I just that want Bow Wow to stop lying so much. But every rapper do that. Stop playing, Charlemagne. Every rapper mm -hmm. and everybody in the industry always puts extras on it. You think everybody bought every car? Everybody bought every jet? No, of course not. But don't Google search. Your image 
and post it. And what's okay, so you did, but you lied and get caught the way that, he got caught. He said he got caught. He said he, said he, messed he up. He got caught kind of, up, but look, okay, so maybe he just went a little cheap with the way he did it. Just was a little <laughs> bit was a little bit too quick about it. But you know why? He didn't think that everybody was going to be checking on him like that. But let's just talk about this. Let's talk mm-hmm. about Bow Wow being relevant since the time that he was 11 years old. Mm-hmm. We still talk about Bow Wow to this day. Bow Wow has been able to transcend from being a top rapper to being a major influence. And people didn't even want to give him his credit with the Scream Tour. Like, I really think he really should get credit for that. He was Absolutely. one of those young people that said, yo, let's get all the young folks together and let's do something major. Like, that's inspiring, too. Like, he cared about not just himself, but also his community, his peers. Bow Wow became an actor. Mm-hmm. He like Mike. That was, come on, everybody want them braids. Be bleed like little Bow Wow. Like... I think the internet has such a short memory. They do. And that, uh, uh, we've got to stop it. Because if Bow Wow was gone tomorrow, everybody was going to put on their page, little Bow Wow. You just don't, get that dude his flowers while he's here. Quit playing with me. No, I told him, I said, you know, because uh, when he was, when Come he posted that picture at a private jet, he was in first class. On his way to New York to do promo for a show he's executive producer. Right. Why can't that be enough? <laughs> I'm serious. Why can't? Why is that not good enough for him? You know why? Because maybe he's still in that old cool, old school hip hop mindset. He's kind of like an mm-hmm. old head, young head. You get what I'm saying? So imagine. He's been around so long. <laughs> seriously, with all his OGs. No, I, I promise you guys. Imagine if Bow Wow was really the age of his success. We would be like Uncle Bow Wow doing the same <laughs> stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like Bow Wow would be like 50 years old in in hip hop world, right. and so that's what a 50 year old would do. Yeah. So I think sometimes he might be still in that old hip-hop mind and the times have moved up quicker. Like, he ain't thinking that people's gonna be Googling that stuff. I'm not saying you gotta let go of the fact that you were Bow Wow, but you kinda gotta let go. You're Shad Moss. Like but Bow I wow do understand that too. I Shad. do understand that too. Shad. Evolution is a real thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and understanding that brand shift is a real thing. And deciding to say, you know what, I'm gonna completely walk into that, that new zone, or if I wanna keep a little bit of that old zone, Finding that balance, it can be difficult. And, and again, growing up as a child entertainer, people don't understand your identity. That identity thing, identity is already a thing. People don't realize how quickly it is for them to either uh, get lost in who they think they want to be or get lost in who they actually are. Mm. And when you grow up in an industry constantly telling you who you should be or what you could mm. be, as a kid, it can be hard to, to decide who you want to be. So I think people sometimes really should give child. I know people want to say, "Hey, you've been you've been rich since you was a kid, or y'all been rich." Da, da, da. First of all, that's not true. And then second of all, everybody has stuff. Imagine if you didn't have no type of social dynamics. You went to first of all, as a child entertainer, everybody always love you. The first time that you meet somebody that don't like you, that can be traumatic. Yeah, I know when they're not chasing you out the mall. Uh, <laughs> that, 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 yeah. And not to say that that, that that should be traumatic, but think about it, that's all you've known. Right. If all you knew was being the best and being the dopest and being the coolest, and the first time somebody say, I don't like you, it can be difficult because that's a shock to you. But mm. most kids been bullied, you know, from the time that they walk into school. You know so what I'm saying? we like, used to it. Exactly. A lot of stuff that everybody else is used to, sometimes people that grow up in a bubble, mm-hmm. they are not. And that's not mean you should baby them, but it's just we should be able to understand where each other is coming from more. You think these kids are too soft now? Because we, we talk about bullying a lot. And I remember, I mean, I'm, I'm sure Charlemagne was the bully, but uh, b- being bullied in school, it right. was something that you just dealt with. Charlemagne, how many kids you bullied? Well, first of all, hurt people hurt people. Exactly. You were bullied, used to too. Get bullied. I know you was bullied. Yes. I know it. So I had to I had to, <laughs> I had to come up. back to his face. Okay. I know. It was either joke on get joked on or, or joke back. What about the, the kid? Course. What about the, the uh the slow kid that you bullied and, and he turned I around? I hate and the people you. that bully the slow kid. He didn't kid. slap me, he choked me out. <laughs> see, see. And I'm three or four. Oh no, he caught me. <laughs> I'm here that for was it. a mean headlock. I thought it was over. He said that was a No, but people don't know that a lot of times autistic children are extremely Yes. 
But you think you think it's, you think these kids are, are too soft or the way we're raising them is too soft where every time there's a problem or situation, they cry, they feel yeah. depressed instead of telling them, you know what, fight back or talk back. Yeah, you know, I was bullied in school, but at a very young age, like I was bullied in kindergarten. I was only black kid in my class and I used to be sad about it and cry about it. But no, I, I didn't think about killing myself or something like this. And I think really, I think it's the media. I think a lot of times people think like if you've seen that TV show, y'all heard of that show, 13 Reasons Why? Mm-hmm. Yes. So when a girl, you know, it's kind of, it kind of, I thought it was a well done project, but I did feel like it also kind of glamorized suicide. Right. Meaning I think a lot of people think that they will get attention with this suicide stuff. And I think it's just an extreme temper tantrum. So I feel like what's happening with social media is the media, uh, what people see, they're really allowing it to uh, trigger their actions. And so I think a lot of times, being a young person, we naturally think that what's happening in the moment is going to last forever. Right. You know, as you get older, you realize, tomorrow this will be cool. Or in a couple weeks, I forget this ever happened and the day is going to be all right. But when you're a teenager, y'all remember when we was teenagers, everything seemed like... He hates me. Yeah. She'll never talk to me again. I hate my life. And then you go online and you see someone killed himself. That's how it can be over. That's what I'm going to do. And then it's over, for real. You're making permanent decisions based off temporary feelings. But I think exactly. every case is different, too, for every person. Some yeah. kids handle things differently. Some process things differently. Some people have different situations at home or yeah, whatever but in their environment. like what she said because it, it's... The suicide thing is one of those things where people feel they get those attention. Cause exactly. As a kid, when I was bullied and I came home, my dad was like, "Our right, word, well, you're going to go back and whoever did the bully, you're going to punch him in the face and mm-hmm. I'm going to stand there to make sure you don't get jumped. And that's the Aww. same advice I tell my son. If my yeah. son ever got bullied, I'm like, all right, you go back and you handle it yourself. You're not going to But you were fortunate enough, and your son is fortunate enough to have a dad at home to be like, this is what True. we're going to do. Some what people don't have anybody. I think, it's, I think it ultimately is a cry for help. When somebody is wanting to do, everything is based off of wanting you know what I mean? Not to put it like that, but attention. People want to be heard. Right. People want somebody to feel bad for what they're doing to them. I want you to feel bad for what you're doing to me. But the reality is, is don't nobody feel bad. You know, and that's what I felt like wasn't necessarily captured. I mean, I feel like it was a little bit captured in that movie 13 Reasons Why, but it's like, unfortunately, people have to learn how to love themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't matter even if you kill yourself. The same people that bullied you, they might say, good luck. Mm-hmm. They might say, glad they're gone. So the killing yourself right. is not the, pro- is not the mm-hmm. problem solver to people feeling compassionate towards you. The problem is we have to teach people, the young people, how to feel compassion towards themselves. Now, did you and uh, Trey Songz ever get cool again? Man, you know, I've not talked to that guy. Was it yeah. a misunderstanding? Like, because you accused him of sexual intimidation last You know, year. it wasn't a mis- It wasn't a misunderstanding. She told the story of what? I tell my truth. And, you know, I just thought it was real interesting that after all those things went down, someone else had something to say. So, it wasn't like, I don't, I don't like when people think that somebody is just going to be saying something just to say it. First of all, I love black people. I love my people. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to try to ever tear nobody down, try to tear no black man down. That's not who I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not what I stand for. That's not what I'm about. So if I say something, I'm saying something for a reason. And I feel like so many times black women say stuff and nobody gives a excuse my language, when sometimes black women say something. But somebody of another complexion, somebody of another color, they say something and then it's like, we're taking it to court. (laughs) It's time to get serious. Hashtag me too. No, it's not cool. It's not cool because... That's not how it should be. I'm tired of, I think people have such a perception of a black woman being so strong that we're just supposed to take anything thrown at us. And then when we don't, we're weak. Well, no, I'm supposed to get beat down by everybody that comes near me? No, I'll be that B. If that means I have to stand for me and I have to show other young women that you should not let people take advantage of you, no matter who they are. I don't care if it was the goddamn president. I'd have still posted the 
Did he apologize? Did he reach out and apologize? No. At the end of the day, how I feel about it is, look, it's over, it's done, but at least anybody else knows I won't be tried. People right. can say what they want about it. You can think I'm trying to, like, I wish that brother nothing but the best. God bless you, man. I'm glad that the other stuff was pushed out. I'm glad if you, you know, whatever your success is that come, I don't want nobody to do bad, but we all be drinking. We all be doing stuff. We all be sometimes under the influence, whatever. You, do, you never know. Sometimes people don't mean it. Things happen, whatever. At the end of the day, I don't wish nobody no ill, but I got to be down for me. If I'm going to be down for anybody, I've got to be down for me. So, right. man, that's all it's about. All right, now let's get into Kiki Palmer's record. It's called Bossy. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. That was Bossy from Kiki Palmer. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Kiki Palmer's in the building. Charlamagne? Do you feel that with everything that's going on with the Times Up Me Too movement, you think positive steps are being taken towards gender equality? Somewhat, but the reality is as long as... Um, young women and men, because I think a lot of people want to think that the Me Too thing is just about women, but I really love what my boy Terry Crews came out mm-hmm. and said, because a lot of a lot of young cats, a lot of young do- uh, dudes are being tried, but don't want to say it. And it's unfortunate that so many people made fun of him for Which it. is lame, because I know a lot of guys that be tried in the industry, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's a real thing, and that's not cool either. So I do feel like at the end of the day, as long as people accept that kind of behavior, mm-hmm. that's going to keep going on, man. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool that people are, are speaking out, you know, but somewhere, you know, I'm not going to lie and say, I feel like somebody is saying, I'll never tell. Give me this gig. You know, so I feel like people put in those positions have to be stronger than uh, their disbelief in what they can accomplish. All this type of stuff stems from you being scared, you not knowing. So we have to we have to empower our young women and men to say, look, when you're putting these positions, don't be quiet. Don't be quiet. So I think, yes, some people are inspired to speak out. And I hope that this inspires other people to speak out because that's the only way it will stop. As long as we have people that will be quiet or that afraid of being shamed or afraid of what they, what's going to happen, then this type of thing is going to be going on for a long time. So we have to continue this speaking out thing. Have you been have you been tried? I've been tried, yeah. I've been tried. You know, the levels in which I've been tried, I don't, you know what I mean? There's so many different levels you can be tried. You can be really tried, you can be tried, you can be tried. So I think I've been tried. Mm-hmm. Tried you know, as it was, just an advance or somebody an advance, to you? Mm-hmm. Oh, an advance, an advance, or in a room full of people trying to uh, be Massage sick. your neck. No, trying to kiss me on my mouth and me oh saying no, like no, that, you know? no. I mean, I've, I've been in a situation. No, try to kiss me on my mouth, pulling my head, trying to kiss me on my mouth. I've oh, experienced no. that before. Where were your yes. mama at? My, I'm grown. My mama wasn't yeah. there. <laughs> She's always with her You think mama with her everywhere? I'm not there. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't there. My mama wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? But that was that was a very, definitely a very intense situation for me. And embarrassing, huh? What happened to him? That's when she hid in the closet, I think, is what <laughs> You know, I just want y'all to know one day, because people always want to know about that situation. One day I'm going to do a Dave Chappelle, like how Dave Chappelle <laughs> did the Rick James. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and give and a reenactment mm-hmm. of that of that moment. It's so very the, funny. There's no humor in that, though. Oh, my gosh. There's so, you know why? You got to make humor. You got to make humor. And that's another thing about me. Sometimes people think I'm really, really serious. But it's like I'm able to talk about serious topics. I'm definitely able to address serious things and, and, and speak on them. But I'm also able to laugh at them because in life, crazy stuff going to keep happening. Mm. Well, has right. anybody ever offered you a job if you would sleep with them or anything like that? No, that's never happened before. But I've def- but people be- people don't do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It'll more so be like, you know, I mean, at least in my experiences of what I've, th- what I've thought or what I felt was different or weird energy, it wasn't done like that. It's, it's stuff like, you know, don't sue me, Charlemagne. It's stuff like, I think, I think you're going to play this. 
think you're going to play. Like, <laughs> like, stuff like that. Like, like stuff like that. You creep. It took me back to a bad place. I've had that, I've had that happen to he me did before. Look, he did look horrible. <laughs> you know what did happen to me? I've been men too. Stop. You're kidding me. No, for real, for real. I believe you, though. I'm telling you. No, I believe. And I, trust me. I've heard some things. And I, I don't know why I don't say nothing. <laughs> I don't know why I don't say nothing. That's why I understand where women be coming from. When because they don't you feel out. embarrassed. Yeah, it's, so why don't you say something? Because you feel embarrassed. And it's it's scary, like it. y'all. It is a hard thing, though. You, you can't up. ever <laughs> tell people when to come forward with their story until they're comfortable. <laughs> and shout, it's no, embarrassing. And just you feel just now. Nobody what said nothing. What did he say, guys? Because you liked it. And you are the problem. You are the problem. You think you'll ever tell your story? I think I will. Write know. your book. I feel like you. Don't you do you have a book? Yeah, out? I got a book yeah, out. It's right there. Did, you didn't put it in there. No. Oh. No. But you know what? The reality of the situation is, it's humiliating. People mm -hmm. just immediately want to say, especially if the person is beloved. Right. If the person is beloved, get ready for a whole load of hate, baby. Because people immediately assume that you that that's what you were there for, and you wanted it, and blah 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 blah, and all these other type of things like that. And you know. That is true though, because you yeah. see them sometimes. You're like, Ugh, I ain't telling nobody about that. Right. No, seriously. And that's how that's why people even 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 if we take it deep to a deeper, more realistic, not wanna say realistic, but you know everybody's not in the industry. Mm -hmm. But if you take it to a just you know, you were going on a date and you were raped. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like you did like that guy. You did, you go, did to his go to his house. Mm -hmm. You you did want him to touch you. Y'all did have some you, drinks. But you did not want him to rape you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's such a fine line. Like, right. but people feel like if you if you did like somebody, that that warrant them. That's people have been raped by their husbands. Mm -hmm. There's so many levels to that kind to those these kinds of conversations that I don't think that we're having that allow young women to know that there's not one way to say I was harassed or I felt like I you know my boundaries were crossed. Like your boundaries are crossed when you feel uncomfortable. Let's go back to your grill article real quick. You yeah. said you said that uh, people with your skin complexion being shown as beautiful in Hollywood, you didn't really see that growing. Do you think that's changed? A little bit. And I do think that social media plays a part, right? Because now corporations aren't the only people that decide who you get to see. Mm -hmm. So that changes things a lot. Because right. sometimes, you know, corporate-owned companies, their idea of beauty is only one way. So for me, I feel like growing up, I didn't have any other options other than the magazines. And the magazines often did not show women of my complexion. I think that's why I loved Brandy so much. Here's a girl... She's cover girl. She's, uh, you know, has her own show. She's a top singer. And she's dark. She's my complexion. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's also why I loved Aaliyah. You know, I love looking at Aaliyah. She looked like she just had a little perm in, straightened her hair on out. You know what I'm saying? I knew that girl in my neighborhood. That girl in my neighborhood was Dee Dee. Everybody loved her. You know what I'm saying? So I felt like when I got into the industry, oh, I can be one of those people. And then mm -hmm. I started to learn that, oh, this is why I didn't see that many people. Because... Corporate doesn't always acknowledge these people. You know what I'm saying? I've done a lot of things in my career. I'm not, I would never brag on myself because I'm not a bragger. And I'm also very grateful that I've even been able to still work. But it's like, you know, I was the first black Cinderella on Broadway. You know, I had the number one show on, on Nickelodeon, True Jackson VP. The youngest person to ever have their own talk show. You know, written a book, all these different things. The only magazine that's ever put me on the cover is Essence. Wow. I'm not crying about that. That's not a sad thing to me, but... We have to also understand when we put in these positions that, look, at the end of the day, don't ask or beg for people to acknowledge you or right. to love you. You know, if, if I don't get nominated for an Oscar ever, if I don't get nominated for a Grammy ever, I'm good with NAACP. Word. I'm good. Word. I'm good with the Don't go with your tolerated. Go with your celebrated. I'm good with the BET yes. Awards. I'm Why are you turning to Martin Luther King just now? 
Your voice was good. Why you voice? Why you voice? No, I really did turn into. I was like, like the motherfucking Junior just possess you? She's not beyond. Okay. Gotta kill me. I hope you get another shot at a talk show, Kiki. Oh my gosh! So I really do. Would you come on and do some stuff with me? Yeah, of course. You would be awesome. I saw. I saw. I used to watch your show. I saw when you had Kendra G on there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, could yeah. do with your own version of something, whatever it would be. I think you would be definitely the kids. Kids love hearing from you, and uh, you kids. you love trying to drag the millennials at time. But you know, we need a. We need I'm, I'm, a I'm a grumpy old man sometimes. <laughs> but, we, but and you're doing these random acts of kindness too. Oh my gosh, yes! Yeah, shout mm-hmm. out saving our daughters, and just in general, I love going to the community. You know, there was a time where I was the same age as the people in the schools that I was going to, and now I'm starting to be. About they auntie age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, a little, that's a little hard to uh, accept. But you know, I'm always about inspiring the community. My mom taught me at a young age that people have to see what it is I'm doing so they know that it's possible for them. Right. So I'm always trying to make myself accessible in old ways. Word. Well, there you have it. Kiki Palmer, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. J. Cole drops tonight, right? Mm, Yeah, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk about J. Cole. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Now, J. Cole, he shared his KOD album cover and track list. It looks like he has 12 songs, and there's only one feature. It's somebody named Kill Edward. Kill Edward? Yeah, so of course his fans have been doing their homework and they found a snippet of Kill Edward online, and let's play a snippet of Kill Edward. Yeah, 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 yeah. Huh. Can we vibe just a little? That will be a dream come true. Ain't gonna lie, just like a fiend, I've been feeling you. All right. First of all, how do you find a snippet online of a song that's not been released yet? Well, this is supposed to be just a reference track of a, a somebody, somebody named Kill Edward, and they believe that's his alter ego, and that he's really Kill Edward because it kind of sounds like him. So that's what his fans are saying right now. I ain't got time for all of this, man. Just give me the goddamn music. See, that's when you know. That's just me. That's when you know you're just uh, young and you got time to do stuff like that. Okay, search for whoever the hell Kill Edward is. Just give me the goddamn music, please. Well, they found his uh, SoundCloud page, and that's what they've been saying. Uh, also, you know, it's interesting. I was mm-hmm. talking. Never mind. What, what? You was talking who? No, yesterday when I was talking to Ye, we we, we had a, a conversation about J. Cole. He, he said he feels like J. Cole. Remember when J. Cole put out the False Prophets record? Yes. And he said uh, that he feels like J. Cole's always dissing him in records. Oh, throwing shots at Ye? Yeah, and he named another line. What was the other line? Um, Something, something from reality shows. He, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, who else out here in love with people from reality, reality shows, shows like me? Yeah, yeah, so that was just an interesting... Uh, Interesting thing. And he didn't say it in a malice way at all. He was, you know, laughing about it. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, let's talk Nicki Minaj. She's uh, going to perform on SNL season finale. That's May 19th. So uh, all the bobs out there, get ready for that. She's going to be performing both her new singles, Barbie Tings and Chun Lee. On SNL? Yep. Okay, so she must got an album on the way. Yeah. You don't do that kind of promo unless you got an album about to drop. And they debuted on uh, Billboard Hot 100 at uh, number 90, 92 and 83. So now what day is that? May 19th. It debuted at 92 and 83? On the Billboard 100, yep. Mm. Why do you say it like that? I feel like Nicki Records should chart higher than that. Well, I don't know. I'm just especially, for all that, especially for all the noise that those records made last week. 
I'm just telling you what they two was on this paper right here. 92 and 83? That don't sound right. Mm. What was that, that Billboard Hot 100? Yep, Billboard Hot 100. That's at the bottom, damn there. It That's debuted at right. numbers 83 and 92, respectively. You need to show more respect to your people from Queens and play the records in the mix, Envy. I do. I play Chun-Li. Oh, okay. Chun-Li is, Ch- is dope. I have no problems with Chun-Li, even though I still don't know what Laura Bencroft means. Mm. Laura Bencroft. I don't know. Do you hear me? Yes. Laura Bencroft. I heard you. Okay, just making sure. Now let's talk about this guy that doesn't allegedly like to have sex. He just likes to pet. Hey, man, Laura Bencroft. I'm not talking, you know what? Now, jurors in the Bill Cosby sexual assault uh, retrial heard yesterday that Bill Cosby told cops, he says, I, I like petting. I don't like intercourse. And what's wrong with that? When he was asked, the, the policeman said, so you never had sexual intercourse with the young lady? He says, never. Never asleep I- nor awake. Well, he replied wrong. He should have replied back, Laura Bencroft. My gosh. He says, why didn't you have sexual intercourse? Cosby said, I don't like Laura it. Laura Bencroft. You better stop. He told, he said, he told the police that he never initiated sex, allegedly, and he just wanted to pet her. That's it. Because Laura Bencroft. Now, the young lady also, there was rumor that she told a, a staffer at Temple University that one time she was sharing a hotel room that, uh, she seen it on TV, and this was going to make her rich. She was going to be able to quit her job and get that money. So one of the staff is at Temple University allegedly saying this lady is lying, and the things that she's saying is not true. Oh, so she saw on TV that she could get a come up from saying that Bill Cosby, Laura Bencroft, and so she decided to Laura Bencroft, Bill Cosby. Allegedly. you telling me? Allegedly. Got you. Allegedly. Okay. All right. And that is your rumor report. Now, shout out Yes. Who are you giving that donkey to? Uh, I need Gregory Owens to come to the front of the congregation. I'd like to have a word with him. You don't know who Gregory Owens is, but Gregory Owens is eligible to eat off the IHOP senior menu, and I don't know why he ruined that blessing, but we'll talk about it. Okay, we'll get into that when we come back. Also, Angela Yee is out, so as C&E, if you need relationship advice or any type of advice, 800-585-1051. Hit us up right now. We'll help you with all your relationship advice. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs> Time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, ask Charlemagne. I'm a Democrat, so being Donkey of the Day is a little bit of a mixed up. So like a donkey. Yeehaw. Okay. Donkey of the Day. <laughs> the Breakfast Club, bitches. Now, I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but Donkey of the Day is a new one. Yes, donkey today for Thursday, April 19th goes to a Mobile, Alabama man named Gregory Owens. Now, Gregory is 55 years old, and he recently got sentenced to 10 years in prison. Not just 10 years in prison, but when he gets out, which he probably won't because he'll probably die in prison. Uh, well, you know, but when he gets out, okay, he will then have five years of supervised release on charges related to a 2017 bank robbery. Yes, this 55-year-old grown-ass man robbed a bank last year, and he pled guilty. Now, I don't know why this OG decided to rob a bank. Clearly, times are hard in the slums he's from. Uh, I just feel it is a definite statute of limitations for certain crimes, and robbing a bank at gunpoint is definitely one of them. Do you know how stupid set it off would have been if Stoney, Frankie, TT, and Cleo were 55 years old? Imagine the, the devil damn golden girls trying, trying to rob a bank at gunpoint. That's how set it off would have looked, okay? In fact, this guy Gregory Owens is an old Alabama 55. <laughs> 
Okay, I'm looking at his mugshot. 55 don't really look like this anymore unless you have had a rough life. Okay? A life of pork and liquor. All right? And it's clear that Gregory Owens has had a rough 55 years in Mobile, Alabama. He's 55, but his physical appearance is more like 97. Okay? 97 and a half. And that's a 97 and a half with diabetes. All right? Okay? By the way, so when this old man pulls up on you with a gun demanding money, you, you would hesitate. And that's what this bank teller did. She hesitated to give him the money until Gregory pointed a green handgun at her. Okay? I like the coordination, though. Drop one of the clues bombs for the matching. You said green? Green. Okay, you know country folks like to match things, all right? He had to match that green handgun to the green shmoney he was trying to steal out this bank. Now, as you already know, uh, this bank robbery wasn't successful, all right? It didn't go well at all. In fact, Gregory stole approximately $5,645 from this bank, and that money included a dye pack, and almost immediately that dye pack exploded, and Gregory dropped that money and hauled ass. But police caught him. Would you like to know how police caught him? Let's go to WALA Fox 10 TV for the report, please. Robber will be serving a 10-year prison sentence after busting himself for the crime. Investigators say Gregory Owens was robbing a bank on Demetropolis with a gun when he gave the teller a note demanding money. Well, the note had his home address attached to it. Of course, needless to say, police showed up at his home address. He had given the teller by accident, and Owens's mom gave police his phone number, and they tracked him down at a nearby hotel. My goodness. Uh, uh, Gregory Owens attached his home address to the note that he passed to the bank teller that he was trying to rob. See, this is a clear example of a man not appreciating his blessings in life, people. See, age is a blessing. All right? It's a privilege to get older, okay? Gregory, 55 years old, which means this is his first year being able to order off the special IHOP senior menu. When you get that kind of a blessing and you don't appreciate it, you are essentially telling God and the universe to kiss your old ass. And when you tell God and the universe to kiss your old ass, it will be consequences and repercussions. This is like Gregory went to IHOP one time and ate off the senior menu. He just appreciated that blessing once. And then he went into the bank with the short stack and was eating the short stack in the bank as he was robbing the bank and he walked out still eating eating the short stack, and the cops just followed the crumbs of pancakes to his place of residence. Now, I want to drop one of the clues bombs for Gregory's mama, okay? Because the address that was on the note he handed to the teller was Gregory's house, but really it was his mama's house, okay? 55 years old, still living with your mama. Every woman that ever gave Gregory some poom poom is regretting it right now, okay? And I want to commend mama for giving the police Gregory's phone number because mama don't got time to be looking out for your 55-year-old rusty ass, boy! Okay? Mama been trying to get you out the house for years. If you're 55, mama probably in her 70s. She want to walk around the house naked with her tired titties resting comfortably on her knees. And she can't do that because your big 55-year-old behind wasn't motivated when TLC said they don't want no scrub. Okay? When when Left Eye, T-Boz, and Chili said, if you live at home with your mama, oh, yes, son, I'm talking to you. You wasn't listening, Gregory. And your mama has had to parent a person past their prime for way too long. So she had no problem pointing the popo in your direction. Okay? I have absolutely nothing else to say about this situation because some donkey of the days just sell themselves. Please give Gregory Owens the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey.
thank you for that donkey of the day. Laura Bencroft. Now, when we come back, ask a C in the E, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship Ooh. advice or any type of advice, you can call us right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody, it's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, uh, it's ask C and E. Yee is out, so Charlamagne and I will hold you down. Let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Hey, it's Jasmine. Hey, Jasmine. Ask C and E this morning. Good morning, hey, Jasmine. Um, I was asking because I'm, um, I've been single for two years, and I'm just getting back in the dating scene. And I've been kind of uncomfortable with dating now because I don't really know how anymore. So I want to know, like, what should I do? Like, what do you mean you don't know how to date? All you got to do is show up, boo. <laughs> it's not that easy because, I mean, it's like little things that turns me off about a guy. Like what? Like, um, I don't know. It'll be something that he says or does, or it's just, I don't know. It'll be something petty, but I need to get past those things. And have, I was you wondering. Been, have you been having sex over the past couple of years? Yeah. Okay, okay, then. So if you can have sex, you can date. <laughs> how, how you been letting these guys get the box? You just been giving it to them? They yeah. ain't been no, no, we've been going on dates, but I'm just saying that sorry. They want to move to the next level, but I'm not, re- like, ready. Like, how do I? How old are you? I'm 27. Oh, 27. Okay, so you just playing the field. You just having a little fun right now. Yeah, you got, pretty much. You got three more years to be a hoe. So, you know, call <laughs> us back in three years. No, I'm serious. You got oh three more God. years. You got three more years to go through your whole phase. After 30, you kind of can't hold like you want to. Okay. So should I just wait on making them, you know, want to go to the next level? Or should I just listen, do me? Man, just listen. enjoy yourself. Absolutely. And if so all else fails... If all else fails, just remember Laura Bencroft. Oh, stop it. Enjoy yourself, <laughs> but I'm sure if that special somebody comes, you'll feel what? it. Exactly. You'll know what that feels like. Okay. All, all right. right. Good luck. All right. Thank you. You're welcome, Mama. Tasha, good morning. Good morning. It's Ask C&E, Mama. Yes, I was asking and wondering about premarital sex. How do you guys feel about not getting that? before marriage. Um, oh, I mean, I had sex with my wife before we got married, and I'm Charlemagne definitely had sex with his wife. Um, I, I think you need to test it out. I mean, I think you need to make sure that, you know, that you guys are compatibly sexually because you might get into a situation where you hate it. You know, he might not know what he's putting in his penis. He might put it in your and you just don't like it. Hey, I'm going to be yeah. honest with you. Pre- premarital sex is something that the white man created to make the <laughs> divorce rates in black communities go up because we end up marrying people who box was trash and we didn't realize it was trash and you marry a man whose penis was trash and you didn't know it was trash because you was waiting. And now you married and you got this whole big commitment so now you got to divorce him because the sex trash. You know what I mean? I hear you. I hear yeah, you. man. Yeah, man. So have a blessed day. And good luck. Thank you. Hope we answered your question. Hello, who's this? Patrice Jackson. Hey, Patrice. What you calling for, mama? I just calling to wish my husband, John Jackson, a happy 10th year anniversary. John Jackson? That's fabulous. John Jackson <laughs> from Coral Springs, Florida. Oh, oh, oh. So what y'all doing? 10 years of marriage. What are y'all doing tonight? Oh, man. Laura Bencroft. Well, I'm not going to work. So I work 12-hour um, shift today. So we will have to do something this weekend. Where does he work at? He works at Public Distribution Center. You should take and, you should take a long lunch break. You should drive over to public distribution center, take him in the bathroom, and give him a, a fellatio of no kind, and then pat him oh on his ass and go fel- back to work. A, a fellatio of no he's kind. Like so religious to your radio station. I know he's cracking up now, and what he's going to when I get home or no talk to him because I know he's listening. He's going to say you need to do what Charlemagne and DJ Envy said do. You should do. <laughs> it's, your, it's your anniversary surprise him. Pop up at his job. Push him in the bathroom, give him some great fellatio, smack him on his ass and say, have a great day. Let me give you one more tip. I'll take notes. Let me give you one more tip. When he b****s off in that bathroom, I want you to look him dead in his eyes and say, Laura Bancroft. Oh, my 
my gosh. Goodbye. Thank have you, Mama. Day, Tell us how it goes Bye-bye. tomorrow. All right. Ask C&E, 800 If you need great relationship advice, call us right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's Ask C&E. If you need relationship advice, you can call us right now. Hello, who's this? Hey, um, this is Anonymous. Okay, hey, Anonymous. What's your question for c and I want to know, okay, well, me and my husband have been together for eight years. We'll be married to about, about four, going on five years now. And my question is, how do I get him to be ready for children? Because every year he wants to put it off another year. And then we get to this year, and then all of a sudden he doesn't want to do it again. He wants to wait another year. And I'm confused because, you know, we don't have children. He's 35, I'm 32. And I'm not sure what the issue is. You can't pressure everybody, boo, because you got to understand that Laura Bencroft, you know, isn't for everybody. Stop not everybody, it. everybody ain't Laura Bencroft. Why doesn't he want a child right now? Um, he doesn't say. He never really says. He just says, you know, um, I just want to wait another year. I want to enjoy being married. But it's like we've been together for eight years. Is it financial? So. Is it? Is it the money? No, not at all. You ever heard of oops? No. Oops. <laughs> what he, he, is he that? No, he, he ain't never shot your club up by accident. Just Y'all oops. still using condoms? No. Oh, if y'all not using condoms, I'm gonna be honest with you, my your box might be kind of trash. Oh, stop it! No, the reason Ain't I said nothing wrong with the box. No, nah, I'm gonna be honest, man. If I'm hitting it raw every now and then, I'm gonna shoot that club up just because, just because I can't hold it. Are you on the pill? I don't want to pull out. I was on the pill. I recently got off of oh. it because I thought we were going to be ready. He said he was ready, and then he says he's not now. So I'm just like, okay, well, what's the issue? Repeat after me. Say, oops. <laughs> oh. There you I mean, go. I, I I didn't know. I thought I thought the I thought I, I missed the pill there. I'm so sorry, baby. No, don't do that. That's trapping the man. Don't trap the man. Exactly. Nah. Like, They've been together eight years. years. They're married. If, There's no trapping. They're together if, for life. If y'all been together eight years and y'all having unprotected sex, it's only a matter of time, boo. Unless something wrong fertily. Okay. Other than okay. that, y'all gonna be fine. Just keep on keep on doing what you're doing. All okay. right. You know what, Charlamagne? Thank you for being positive. I was worried calling you. Listen, man. I'm Laura Bencroft. <laughs> Come on now. Hello. Who's this? Hi, this, well, I want to remain anonymous. Hey, anonymous. What's up? What's your question for CNE? Well, it's mainly for you because, you know, you have daughters and stuff like that. Charlamagne Char- has daughters, too. I got two daughters, too, girl. <laughs> no, I know, but she's older. All right, okay. What's your question? Oh. Um. Well, my daughter, she's 11 years old, and, you know, she, I feel like she's keeping, like, little secrets. I just found out two weeks ago she had a little boyfriend. Oh. And, you know, I'm obviously not for it. Education's number one, and I want to keep it busy doing sports and doing anything to keep it busy because, you know, when I grew up, things weren't the way they are now. So my question is, how do I go about this? Because, you know, I want her to be able to talk to me. I'm not, I don't want her to feel scared. Okay. You know, I, I love her so much. And Well, do you have real conversations with her? Do you talk about your life, what's going on with you, and, and talk to her about her? Because you got to be open. The best thing is communication. Like, yes. my kids know everything, everything. that's I going on. Her, yeah, I talk to her about everything that, you know, I've been through, obviously, G-rated, you know, just for her. But, you know, I don't want her to be a statistic. You know, I think about her future. We have a goal set for her. College, education, boys are last. Okay, well, it you shouldn't know? be G-rated. You should be honest and open. Like, uh, my conversations with my kids are, are rated all. Like, they know exactly what's going on. And because of that, they feel comfortable because I tell them the truth about everything. They feel comfortable yeah. telling me the truth about everything, which is a, it's, it's an open situation. Now, ain't nothing wrong with uh, her having a friend that's a boy, you know, but yeah. as long as they're not kissing, dating, and going to the next level, exactly. yeah, I would, I would invite like that. Even, 
like even with her father, like you know, I I got married and her father he's just crazy. He's Dominican, so he's crazy. You know, <laughs> you know, I like, I don't want to tell him anything, but I me and my husband we held, handled it for like two hours. We were talking with her, telling her, giving her examples what boys are, because boys are trash. Not you know, boy, boys are not trash. Themselves. They're not trash. All right, now, See, that's stop the problem. Now, come on now. A lot of boys have Laura Bencroft. They care about themselves and like improve, like you know, impressing other boys and making themselves seem cool. And they don't really care about girls. Ma, she, and, you know, I don't she want dating, my, my daughter she, to think anything. Is she dating a young Dominican man? A young Dominican boy comes over there with white jeans on and no, perfectly hard style. Stop it. <laughs> Charlamagne, I love you, by the way. Let me, let me ask you a question, Mama. When, when did you first start dating boys? And that's the thing. Like, when I was when I was Dominican like in grade, I had, like, a little boyfriend, but it wasn't nothing like that. Okay, well, maybe your daughter's doing the same. Maybe your daughter is doing the same. Just keep an eye on her. But if you tell her she can't have a boyfriend, she's going to want one even more. Just allow it to happen and just keep on and ask them, how's he doing? What you guys are up to? If they want to go to the movies, they go to movies as a group. But you can't stop it because she'll do it behind your back and then it'll make it way worse. Yeah, you're right. Just Thank be, you so much, DJ. Just talk to her more. You got to be open about everything. And did you have the, the the birds and the bees conversation yet? <sighs> Not yet. You better. But I think she, she understands it. I should right now. But it's like, I even, I'm thinking to myself, even when she turns 14, I want to put her in like the pill because I want to prevent anything from happening. And it's good for the period and right. everything. Right, absolutely. Yeah. She, she should definitely take the HPV, make sure she gets the HPV shot yes. immediately. And also, you got to have conversations, especially like when the herpes thing came out, right? With, with herpes. artists oh having herpes, God. you got to tell her about yeah. it because it's it's things that's going on now, so it makes it easy. It just doesn't come out the blue, you know. Just tell her every guy yeah. she has sex with gonna give her herpes. Oh my goodness! And oh my that, God. You know what? No, tell her that. Tell her, tell her every guy you have sex with gonna give you herpes until you get married. Good okay? luck, when, Mama. When you I'm get sorry. married, you'll be herpes free. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Oh my God! Thank you so much. What's your thing with Dominicans and white pants, man? Dominicans wear white jeans, and I'm gonna tell you something. What pro, is Pro Style Dominican? He's part Dominican, right? Yes. Salute to our guy DJ Pro Style. I will never forget when uh, I saw DJ Pro Style with a New York Giants jersey on and white jeans, and I said, "Wow, it's not a stereotype if it's true." Mike, was it in the winter? Yes. Oh it was my after goodness. Labor Day. It was after Labor Day too. All right. Ask C and E eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. When we come back, I'll tell you about this sneaky, sneaky personality. I mean, you seen Tristan Thompson getting caught outside a hotel. Man, shut up. Well, this guy got caught outside of a building with shut another up. man smiling, all happy and giggly and just happy to be there. And he even poked his butt out. I'll tell you all about it when we come back. This is ridiculous. <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's about time. What's going on? Yo, yo. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. That's right, the sneaky, sneaky radio personalities. Like, in the last couple of years, radio personalities have been caught doing a lot of things. Creeping, getting caught on the streets with all types of people. Well, this one, Charlemagne the God, was caught leaving a building with another man. Very creepy. TMZ ran up on him, and Charlemagne, tell us what happened, man. That wasn't a building. It was uh, Kanye West's office. Oh. His factory, his plant, where he does his sneakers and his, his apparel and, you know, his music and all of that kind of stuff like that. Uh-huh. That's what that was, okay? So so why, why were you in, in uh, you and Kanye meeting? Was it the Illuminati? Yes, it was an Illuminati meeting. I'm in L.A. on other business, other Illuminati business. But, you know, I mean, Kanye's been to the Breakfast Club a couple of times. He came here, what, 2013, 2015? Right. We've, all, we've always had a good rapport with each other. And, you know, we just, I told y'all yesterday, I missed his energy. And so, you know, he hit me up and we connected for a little bit. 
bit, little bit. But you know, like TMZ said, we was listening to music. We did listen to some music, but we was more so building about life. You know what I mean? We grown with kids and wives, and we was talking about therapy and mental illness, just grown man stuff, okay? We don't do that enough in our communities as men. We don't we don't build enough, okay? But, you know, that, that, that was about it. And I will say, I will tell you, he did hire me yesterday. I do have a job. What's your official, job? Official job. Um, I am Kanye West's ghost tweeter. So wait a minute. So you can work for Atlantic and Kanye West? That's yes. It? And, and, well, actually, I work for Cardi. You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily Atlantic. You know what I mean? Um, I work for Cardi, and now I work for Good Music. I, I, uh, I, I'm his official ghost tweeter. I'm Kanye West's official ghost tweeter. Mm. So if you see some of our tweets and they're similar, that's why. My goodness. Yes. All right. Well, shout out to Tiffany Haddish. Her and Kevin Hart will be headlining the Laughs Comedy Festival. All right. Now, it's uh, it's 36th edition. It's uh, going to be a lot of comics, all right? And it goes down Saturday, July 28th at 6 p.m. and 8.30 p.m. at the Sally Wilford uh, Theater, all right? Drop, so drop look forward clues, to that. Drop on the clues bombs for my sis, Tiffany Haddish. Uh, I definitely work for Tiffany Haddish, by the way. That's another person that I work for. Uh, she Ready Productions. Salute to Tiffany Haddish. Now, the comedy festival is through July 11th through the 29th, so I look forward to that. And also, Kodak Black, uh, you know, he got a year in prison, and he wrote an open letter. He said, first and foremost, I want to thank the Lord for his blessing in disguise, which was sending me back to jail January 18th. So hopefully he sees everything he's been going through. He fixes himself up and comes back a better man. That's what I'm hoping. That's right. Don't give God your ass to kiss Kodak Black because when you get these kind of second and third chances that you getting right now, that means that you are here for a real reason. So don't give God your ass to kiss, okay? Appreciate the blessing that you are getting because this is truly a blessing. You on probation, facing charges, and you got caught with more guns and more drugs and by the grace of God. Can we bring God into this? Yes. I can, we bring God into this. By the grace of God, you know, the charges got dropped and you only had to do a year and time served. Boy, you better come home and straighten up and fly right. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be good. I'm, I'm sure he'll smarten up because he's he's been doing the most right now. Only reason I don't want to give God the credit for this because Kodak Black is Haitian. Okay. Could have been some roots and voodoo involved. Oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, could have been some roots and voodoo involved. A little dust could have hit the judge like... Pfft. Right. My goodness. Those charges could have got dismissed. All right. Okay? And lastly, J. Cole's album will be out tonight. So look forward to that. It's a K.O.D. Comes out on 420. It has no features but two. Somebody named Kill Edward. His fans believe Kill Edward is his alter ego. So we look forward to hearing some new music tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to hear Cole's album. I told you me and uh, uh me and Ye had an interesting conversation yesterday because I, I was asking him about the, the Cole false... Prophets verse. Remember when Cole dropped that song, False Prophets, and they said one verse was about Ye, one was about Wale? Yep. And, and I asked him, I said, yo, you think Cole was dissing you? And he was just like, man, I think Cole dissing me all the time mm. <laughs> in his music. He didn't say it in a malicious way. He was actually laughing about it, and then he quoted the uh, the Cole verse, and he was like, I don't want no chick from reality shows, whatever. Like, he was just saying, he was like, who else got a chick from a reality show? Oh. You know? But, yeah, I just thought that was an interesting conversation, the way uh, rappers perceive things. All right, well, that is your rumor report. All right, now up next is the People's Choice Mix. You want to hear something, 800-585-1051. Hit us up right now, get your request in. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.